Welcome to episode 228 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at Season 10, Episode 3, Mulder and Scully Meet the Were-Monster. The episode originally aired on February 1st, 2016. The average IMDb user score is 8.0 out of 10. And the action primarily takes place in the state of Oregon. Now, the X-Files have been in Oregon before, notably in War of the Coprophages and Quagmire. And I say notably for that one because in those two previous visits, Mulder and Scully encountered a couple of stoners, one played by Tyler Labine, another by Nicole Parker, who return playing those same stoners here. In fact, in the pre-credits teaser, those two are sniffing paint when they encounter something that looks like a humanoid reptile. They find one of his intended victims is fine, but another one is dead. And as they search, they find three other people dead in the woods. Mulder and Scully have been called in on this, although Mulder is not as enthusiastic as Scully. He's ready to pack it in, saying everything is useless. And Scully's the one that says, whether the killer is a supernatural monster or not, people are dying. And if we can stop that, that's worthwhile no matter what. And as soon as she points that out, Mulder's on board. So as they progress, they find a couple other victims. There is an animal control officer who seems to be particularly freaked out by everything. And he's ready to question whether or not he should continue in this career. As they're staying in a local hotel, they do hear sounds and you know someone's yelling monster, so Mulder goes to check it out. And... In the course of looking at a trashed room, actually discovers a secret passageway behind it all. So he realizes that the manager has ways to look in and observe people in every room. When Mulder confronts him about it, he actually states, yeah, you don't check into a place like this and not expect the manager to be a pervert. Let's talk about the other guest. Although when he's catching up with Scully going through everything they learn, he does say, we need to check out of this hotel. As things progress, Scully uses information about the autopsy to realize that, yeah, this monster that they're chasing and everyone's recognizing, that's not the actual killer. It's the animal control officer, and she does go and apprehend him. While Mulder tracks down the were-monster, who turns out not to be a man who becomes a lizard-looking thing, but a lizard-looking thing who's becoming a man ever since he got bitten by said animal control officer. And when he becomes a man, he suddenly feels urges to do things like get a job and wear clothes and all these other things that make no sense to him, but he just can't resist the temptation. It's actually a very good parody of things. And eventually he's allowed to go off into hibernation since he is innocent while the animal control officer is brought in and he's the one that's arrested. He's got a whole speech prepared and no one wants to hear it. They're just ready to take him away. So this is a return to the comedic episodes, which is unsurprising when you're talking about an episode written by Darren Morgan. In fact, beyond writing this, he also directs. This is his sixth of seven episodes that he's written. He came up with a story for Blood and wrote Humbug, Clyde Brookman's Final Repos, or the Coprophages, and Jose Chung's From Outer Space in the original run. And this is the first of two episodes he will write in this reboot. He's got one per season. He also wrote a couple episodes of Millennium, 
and Millennium and the X-Files are his two directorial credits. He directed both episodes. He wrote a Millennium. This is his first time directing the X-Files, but he does direct both of the episodes that he wrote for the reboot. Reese Darby plays the Monster. Now, since we last discussed the episode, he's played the Hypnopotamus in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as well as Nigel in Jumanji The Next Level, Neil the Eel in Carmen Sandiego, and Duncan on Bob's Burgers, amongst other roles. He's actually been really quite busy since then. He's now up to 81 credits, several of which are in post-production, still very active today. Kumail Nanjiani plays the animal control officer. I strongly suspect one of the reasons he's on here is he lobbied hard for the part. At the time, he was actually producing what was the most popular X-Files podcast on the net. I've deliberately avoided listening to it myself because I don't want to be too influenced. I want this to be my own thing. But once I wrap up the series, I will be subscribing and binge listening to that podcast. So since our last discussion of him, he has also played regular roles on Bless the Hearts. He was in Men in Black International, doing some voice work, and he's played a number of other parts in other shows, including a lot of voice acting. Annabelle is played by DJ Shangela Pierce. That's the transgender prostitute who has since played roles like Steven in Hurricane Bianca from Russia with Hate, and Donazite slash Scarlet in Super Drags, plus Devereaux and Katie Keene and more. Richard Newman plays Dr. Romanovich, and since first discussing his credits, he's gotten a lot of voice work, including some pretty significant stuff in Ninjago, Beyblade, and continues to play roles in My Little Pony and Transformers. Alex Dykin makes his final appearance in the X-Files. We recently discussed him in the X-Files I Want to Believe, and I see I have to correct myself. The last time we discussed Lewis's final appearance, he will be back again in an episode of Season 11. Ryan Beale plays the Were-Lizard. Now, he's had a lot of work since we last discussed this, including Bunch and Chuck's Choice, Voice work in Bob the Builder and My Little Pony Equestria, Trial and Error, Littlest Pet Shop, the Mega Man Fully Charged cartoon. So Ryan seems to have had more work since making this than prior to it. Virgil Davies has had work since we first discussed him as the truck driver doing Dirk Gently's Holistic Potential Agency and Arrow, amongst others. Jade Pollock, on the other hand, has one appearance in Arrow following this episode, and that is it so far for the IMDb. So all in all, this is one of the more entertaining comedic episodes. It's got a lot of homages to Kolchak the Night Stalker, right down to the outfit that the creature was wearing. I find that particularly amusing because Kolchak the Night Stalker was one of the major inspirations for the X-Files. And in fact, when Darren Morgan wrote this episode, he originally wrote it for the Frank Spotnitz-driven Night Stalker reboot from 2005 that was cancelled fairly early on. So then he took this Kolchak script and rewrote it to make it fit with the X-Files. So there's a little bit of extra tie-in there. 
And one final homage worth noting, in the graveyard scene, the two headstones that they have in front of them as they're talking are for Jack Handy and Kim Manners. Jack Handy was an assistant director on X-Files, I want to believe. And Kim Manners, of course, was the most prolific director in the X-Files history. So the birth dates of birth and death that you see on those headstones are accurate. And you can clearly read Let's Kick It in the Ass on Kim Manners' headstone, which was his catchphrase that he would often use when he was directing. So very deliberate homages there. So it's a very entertaining episode, but like a lot of Darren Morgan episodes, it is a one and done. It doesn't contribute to the larger mythology. Anyway, that's all we have to say about Mulder and Scully meet the Monster. Join us again in two weeks' time when we discuss Home Again. And also remember to leave a voicemail. You should be able to get to it right from the podcast episode description you have there to get to the website. Please leave a voicemail saying what the X-Files has meant to you so we can have this compiled for a series wrap-up podcast coming out once we finish discussing Season 11. Thank you for listening.